always call the park manager and make sure what the incoming space rent is. If I've lived there for 20 years, my space rent is not going to be what it's going to be for an incoming person at current rates. So I've had a few deals fall out because, well, we thought it was $800 for the space rent and it turned out it was 1200 And that's a big difference on somebody on a limited income. So we have to make sure what it is. When you list the place, I always tell them, make sure it's in the name of the seller. If someone has passed away and it went to one of their children or relatives, make sure you transfer it with HCD. That's the title we use for mobile homes. Escrow is going to pull the title for us and make sure there's no tax liens, it's in the right name, and there's no problems with the title. You're listening to the number one real estate podcast in the world, where we talk with real estate professionals all across North America, but their wins, losses, lessons, stories help you win in your local market today. My name is Cody from Sheridan Street. I am uh, I'm solo here. I'm not sure where Vikram is. We've already done two or three episodes today, but for some reason, they might be caught up in a sales meeting, but uh, we are going to rock and roll here regardless uh, today. I have Kathy here with me uh, and uh, really excited to jam today around uh, loans, around home loans, around mobile home loans. And uh, Kathy, why don't you give us like kind of a high level overview uh, of how you got into the industry, what you're up to now, how long you've been in the real estate. Kind of give us the cold notes version of uh, of what you're up to. Absolutely. Um, I graduated from San Diego State University in 1999. And a few months later, I got my real estate license. Later on, I got my broker's license. I've also sold real estate and I've done regular loans, conventional VA, FHA, about 12 years ago, I had an opportunity to learn how to do mobile home loans where mostly we do is lease land. Although I can do mobile home loans and parks with land, I can do private land as well. There's going to be certain criteria I can and can't do, but I can typically do loans that other ones just can't because I don't require a permanent foundation. Um, I can do a home that's been moved where other lenders if it's been moved from the original site to a different site. For example, if you bought it in a park and you say, I don't want to pay space rent anymore, I'm going to buy a piece of land, move my home over there, which you can do, put it on a permanent foundation. Some lenders will not finance that. So when like when you're operating with like a real estate agent, like say, for example, a real estate agent out there has a uh, a client that is looking at essentially doing just that. Like what is the what is the process of how they kind of like find you like you we, we've had uh, loan officers on our podcast before and. Like how, how do you interact generally with real estate agents and how can they find the information uh, in, in their local market in order to help their clients at a high level? Um, well, as far as getting a hold of me, I have a Facebook page that is always, you know, I'm active on. I go into a lot of different real estate groups. And I post my information. Um, as far as doing classes, I teach classes to realtors, the Realtor Association in San Diego and the North County chapter of San Diego as well. I've been on several podcasts with different um, real estate agents. I've gone to their offices, teach the class, because a lot of people are seeing um, you move into a mobile home for different reasons. It could be it's a starter home, it's affordable, and it makes sense. It could be a second home somewhere where you just want something smaller. And we have a lot of seniors when all their children grow up and they move out, they don't want a big yard, they don't want stairs. So they move into a mobile home that's more affordable, less yard kind of a thing. So there's always going to be a reason why they do that. 
Um, I figure the real estate, the realtors and real estate agents I work with are basically my partners. It's up to me to educate them and make sure they know everything that's going on. So I do send out um, emails maybe once a month, every two months, if anything has changed, so they know. I mean, for example, a long time ago, we could only do 1970 and newer. Now we can go back to 1960, where before we couldn't. And before it was 1970 to 1977, it had to be 35% down. Then it went down to 20% down payment. And now we can do 5% down. And that makes a huge difference. A lot of each other call me and said, I didn't think there were loans for mobile home loans. I thought they were cash. Of course, not true. Or they think it's 50% down. It's not either. Um, well, why, do you, think- why do you think they have this, uh, The like, wh- why do you think they have the preconception that it is 50% down and like, how do they, aside from getting a hold of you, like how, how can some, like say for example, somebody's in, um, you know, in Florida and they're not in your local market, like how can they gather this type of information in order to help their clients make informed, intelligent decisions? Well, even if they're not in California and they don't come through me or one of my competitors, um, they're national for mobile home lenders. I'm a broker. So I go to four different lenders and uh, 21st Mortgage is one of the biggest ones out there. So there's Credit Human, Triad and SunWest Mortgage. Now they loan in mo- almost all the states that, you know, in the United States. So it's not difficult to get information. Um, to answer your question about 50% down, I did some research to try to figure out why anyone would think that. Back in the day, it was 50% down in many cases, even if you had excellent credit. And now it's more mainstream to buy a mobile home and put 5% down. So when when you, like, it's really interesting that, like, you know, we always say that information is readily available, but it's not always super simple to find. It's not always super simple to find the right information because there's so much flawed information out there that I'm curious, what are like when when an agent is working with a, a lender or an agent is working with a uh, client, a client says to them, hey, like we want to do, like we want to, we want to look into, into a mobile home. This is specifically what we're uh, this is, this is, this seems like the right decision for us. Like what are some things that agents can do in order to guide their um, guide their clients in the right direction because often like you know maybe potentially they're coming to you first for the loan but potentially they're they might be coming to the agent like what are what are some things that agents should be considering that might not be super readily available information uh, or that they should be considering in order to get their clients to the best possible deal at the price they want the terms they want like how 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 are you advising agents in order to do this? Well, depending on their income is what they can spend on their housing. Now, some lenders are a strict 31% for their front end, which is their principal interest, tax insurance, and space rent or HOA. Back in 49%, I got one lender, will you use the whole thing? Let's say you have zero debt. There's a lot of older people that have zero debt. They just choose not to be in debt anymore. What they'll do is they can spend up to 49% of their income toward their housing if they don't have any back end debt. Now, one of the things I always tell real estate agents, be very, very careful about the space rent because in the same park, you're going to have all different kinds of space rents. If you have a big corner lot, a triple wide house, your space rent is going to be bigger than a smaller lot is in the middle where it's not a corner and let's say it's a single wide. The other problem I'm having with agents and I try to tell them, always call the park manager and make sure what the incoming space rent is. If I've lived there for 20 years, my space rent is not going to be what it's going to be for an incoming person at current rates. So I've had a few deals fall out because 
well, we thought it was $800 for the space rent and it turned out it was 1200 And that's a big difference on somebody on a limited income. So we have to make sure what it is. When you list the place, I always tell them, make sure it's in the name of the seller. If someone has passed away and it went to one of their children or relatives, make sure you transfer it with HCD. That's the title we use for mobile homes. We don't have regular title for real property. And we don't do double transfers for the most part for our lenders, which means they won't transfer it from the person who was deceased into the person who now is legal owner to the new buyer. They have to do that before they list it. Otherwise, you could be in escrow for 60 to 90 days because HCD might take a long time to transfer the first one over. And always have a copy of title and decal. The decal number is how escrow is going to pull the title for us and make sure there's no tax liens, it's in the right name, and there's no problems with the title. Okay. So um, when like when you operate, because like this, this sounds like super niche, like and it is, it really is niche. It's like you know agents for the most part. Uh, there's a lot going on for them. Like you know, there it's not just like. I've I've yet to see really like a like an agent specifically niche down into the mobile home industry, and maybe maybe there are niche agents that 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 do that. But I'm I'm curious, like what like when you're looking to partner with an agent, because I what what I really want to do is to try to provide an agent value out there that might be considering this as one of their maybe their sub niches. Like, what are you looking for in a real estate agent? That you, that could just maybe serve your clients at a high level. Well, I want to touch on something that you said that with the real estate agents, it's not a niche market for them. For a realtor, it might not be, but we have HCD agents, but they don't have a real estate license. So the only thing they can sell, kind of like a car salesperson, is going to be a mobile home or a new mobile home. You as a realtor, or me as a realtor, because I don't have an HCD license, I cannot sell a brand new home. You have to have an HCD license to do so. They order it, you know, from the, you know, get everything set up exactly how you want it, the kitchen you want, the bathtub you want, et cetera. They take the two pieces, put them together, and then they they lay it either on a foundation or a park. Um, as far as working with realtors, uh, I just think they need to be aware of all the differences that we have. Um, there could be income differences in qualifying. For example, for us, it's very hard to get a self-employed person through. We don't have bank statement loans. We don't have stated income loans. And as we all know, we try to write off whatever we can, you know, so we pay less taxes. So when that happens, they look at your adjusted gross income. And if you write off a lot, I'm not going to be able to get someone approved. The other thing that's different for us that realtors have to know is we don't have co-signer programs. They confuse co-signer with co-borrower all the time. Co-borrower means the person has to live in the mobile home as their primary residence. And yes, they check. As soon as they see two people have different addresses on there and one looks like that the co-buyer looks more like the person that's actually a co-signer, they will call them up and they will ask them, is your intention to live there? Yes. Well, what do you do with your home? Well, I'm on a vacation there and that's not going to fly. It's not going to go through because it has to be their primary. What makes them sell their home to live in the mobile home? So is there any opportunity for a, like say for example, uh, you're in the California area, the Florida area, but you're from... Like I, I'm guessing you like, you know, there's potentially like what, what I think mobile home, I think I, like at least what, this is the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, you know, people that are, that are snowbirds, like people from Canada wanting to buy a mobile home and living, like living in warmer climate half the year. Like, can you walk us through maybe that? Like, do you work with a lot of that? Like a lot of people that are buying I, I, property? And that's too. Um, 
a lot of people do go to Newport Beach. They go anywhere on the beach and find a mobile home that's really close. Um, those are 20% down programs for, for second homes. They just have to qualify just like a regular home. They got to make sure they're within that 31% and 49 And people who buy a second home are typically, they have the money for it. It's usually a slam dunk kind of a deal. Now, the other thing that you're probably wondering about too is, is our... Um, buy for program. Basically, it could be a son buying mom and dad who are on limited income of a home. So they would be on title only. They would be on the loan, the person buying it for them. And the people living in the mobile home would only be on the lease agreement. So legally, the home is theirs. And the park just has to agree that they're okay with that. And most parks will, as long as you don't say it's an investment property, you come at them as no, this is going to be where my parents, my relatives are going to live. And I've seen parents do for children as well. Okay. You, you mentioned investment. Like, is this like, uh, are there people that get into the space like a mobile home as investments or is the that something space, that like, is it kind of like- I don't do the investment ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. They get declined all the time, number one, and they always want to put it in a company name. Um, most parks will will not want you renting it out. They want it for primary residence. Kind of like condos, you get too many rentals there, then they lose their ability to, for their lending sources. So yeah, it should be a primary residence or a buy for for a family or a friend. Okay. So a buy for for family or a friend or a primary resident, uh, but but or you're saying second home. So, or second home. So you're saying that the twenty percent down that uh people need, like what how how would a realtor like be able to guide like maybe like maybe they have a, a foreign uh somebody foreign that wants to buy a separate a second property because that's where I'm thinking most like with a realtor. So do I even do I still have to have a special designation in order to help that person buy that mobile home or is this like, because you mentioned it. As long as it's used, you can do it. As, if, as long as it's, it's been titled, basically. Even if it's only been owned by someone for six months, if it's titled, you're good to go. A lot of parks will buy a park, take out the old homes, put new ones in, and they will own the mobile home. If it's titled in the name of the um, park, then it's, you can sell it. But if it's not titled, we only have an MCO, and it's never been titled, then only an HCD person can sell it. Okay, so there's different designations based on different parks. And how... How would an agent go about finding this information on like whether or not like because like are these are these mobile homes like are they they're listed on the MLS like maybe like maybe you can kind of like a lot give of us times they're not um a lot of times they're not there is a website called mhvillage.com and that's where the people go to put up their homes or they put it on Facebook or a couple other places but they can't put it on the MLS if they don't have a realtor license you know if they're not part of our association they can't go there so I have a lot of realtors calling me saying. My client keeps on finding all these homes on this website and I don't see them on the MLS. And I had to explain to them why they're not on the MLS because they're not licensed, so they can't put them up. Now, I've seen some bigger um, mobile home HCD um, dealers where they will have at least one broker that has a real estate license so they can put them on both. Okay, very interesting. And like, how do you, how do you advise those types of agents that are uh, that might have a client that is looking at all these different properties and they're not available on the MLS? How are they? Uh, how are they finding opportunities in order to go see the property? Can you maybe like maybe walk an agent, but it's brand new through that? It's like I have a like you know they raise their hand and be like I have an agent. I sorry, I have a uh, a buyer that wants to buy this type of property. How do I get them to go see the property? Like, can you walk us through that? This is gonna be a little unusual because you you haven't heard us before, but the HC people don't always work very nicely with our realtors. So what they end up doing is either saying I'll give you five hundred dollars give me your client. They write the purchase agreement. They give them something to write up saying they're going to get a referral fee for $500,000. I've seen it as high as 1500 
that typically they take over the client and you're done with the client at that point. They will just write it up on their own. And they don't have the PA that we have. We don't have that big, res, you know, purchase agreement. That's how many pages is it now? It's like at least 15 or more, right? Yeah. They have a one page, sometimes two, and they just handwrite them. Okay. <laughs> they just put on the, you know, the address of it, the serial numbers, the year of the home, the make of the home, and uh, the length and the width. And all they have them do is sign it. There's not all that protection that we have in that disagreement. So it's different. So it, it, and is that for every mobile home or is that like just certain mobile homes? Like, is there- It depends like, on the dealer that you're working with. I mean, some of them will, will give you 2,000. Let's say they listed it for 4,000 flat fee, which happens a lot. They don't do a percentage all the time. So they'll give you half of it. But a lot of times they'll give you 500 and they'll keep 3,500. And that makes the realtors upset because- They'll go back on the MLS and tell the realtor, well, you just offered, you know, 3%. So I'm going to take your 3%. But if you come get my house, can I get 500? So I okay. see a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. So, and how, like, because you said you speak with a lot of realtors. Like, how do you advise them in dealing with, uh, like, you know, like, because obviously, like, the, the whole, the whole, like, the whole idea here is, like, how do we help real estate agents, like, navigate this space, like, with a client, like, where, where, where they want to freely like work with somebody like, you know, it, like, are, do they have to do any work? Like say, for example, I'm a realtor and I say, and I hand them over to, you call them in the HDA? H- yeah, it's called HCD agent. That's what their license says to sell a mobile home. Okay. So if I, if I flip somebody over to, to that person to have a conversation, like, what is that? Like, how do I make sure I'm getting taken care of as a real estate agent? Um, they're going to uh, write up a form basically saying how much they're going to pay you and it goes to escrow. You're going to sign, your broker's going to sign it, their broker's going to sign it, and then it goes to escrow. So when it closes, the check will be written out directly to your broker. Okay. So it's yeah. like a standard referral rate. It's like a standard one. It's just the, the fee's a lot less. I mean, you're getting okay. at less money. I mean, it's up to you. I've had people that were good talkers and now I'm not working for less than 1500 You either give me 1500 for me referring my client to you, or I'm going to take them somewhere else and they have. Okay. So I've seen, I've seen all kinds of commissions. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, if, if somebody were to want to reach out to you and say, for example, like, you know, they're in the California area, or maybe they're just, maybe they're not in the California area, maybe they're just, uh, uh, they're, they, they want, you know, a source of knowledge. Like, where's the, like, kind of closing out here, like, where is the best place that we can send them uh, to reach out to you to have a conversation about, to learn a little bit more about, like, mobile home loans and, and just uh, being able to uh, drive as much possible value as they can back to their client? Um, they can call me at 1-800-520-3191 or they can email me the Kathy mobile home loans for you at gmail.com or they can Google mobile home loans for you on Facebook. And I have a lot of videos on there from past classes, past seminars. I always put up new information. Um, if you look recently, it has like a guide. Our process is a little bit different. Like when you first do it, you'll do the application. Usually about two days, we'll have an answer. Then your agent writes the offer. As soon as he gets accepted, they send it to me. And I tell them right away, go to the park and get park approved because you have to get park approved and approved for the loan too. So they'll pick up the packet at the park. They'll do their first interview. They'll go over the park rules, regulations regarding children, um, dogs, you know, whatever, whatever they have about putting up a fence or whatnot. Take that paperwork home and they're going to fill it out and make another appointment to come back and, and bring back their financials and complete application, driver's license, et cetera. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and ask for what's called a pre-funding loan packet. For us, it's like 30 to 35 pages long. And I always tell people when I send it to them, what I want you to do is print this, call me, we'll chit-chat for 20, 25 minutes. I will show you where to sign, what the page means, uh, where to date it, 
and then go over what they have to send in. For us, it'll be driver's license in color, social security card in color, last three months bank statements, last uh, 30 days in pay stubs. And then I asked them to get me a good email address or fax number for their employer to set out the VOE. And then of course I contact escrow, give them all the lenders fees, and then they have to, so there's four things for them. They do real estate paperwork with you guys, the agents. They do loan paperwork with me, paperwork with the park, and then escrow paperwork. So there's a little bit more paperwork to buy a mobile home. And you would think there'd be less, but there's not, there's more. Um, they usually take 30 to 40 days to close on average right about now. Summertime, it could be a little bit longer depending on how backed up we are. Um, and I let them know that ahead of time, it's gonna take longer. If it's land and home, the division for that is very small for mobile home lenders. It's gonna be a 60 day escrow. I've closed a couple in 45 days, but those are few and far between. They're, they're a lot more, their paperwork, uh, their paperwork is more, this, you have to issue a CD where we don't do CDs for mobile home loans if they're leased land and we don't record. So let's say the wire comes in between one and three today. We close same day. We don't have to record anymore because there's no recording. It's personal property, each child. Kathy, you know, you are, you are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure anyone listening back that, you know, is, uh, is looking to advise their clients to buy a mobile home. Uh, highly encourage you to reach out. I want to just say thank you, Kathy, today for uh, joining us on the REH and podcast. Uh, really do appreciate your wealth of knowledge around what you do in the home loan space. So I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you for tuning into another episode of the REH and podcast, the number one real estate podcast in the world. We'll see you soon. 